Mia's Dungeon. I'm your head bitch, and tonight you have my big asshole next to me. <laughs> Master John, Lord Bala. You have a big cakes. bitch, I can have a big head. <laughs> I've heard you have a big head, Traffic I, I sure I do. do. All right, and um, tonight we have a special guest. We have Sean. Sean SC from FetLife. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> So tonight, Sean, tell us, enlighten us. How did your journey begin into BDSM? So as with a lot of things, it started off with experimentation in college. Um, I, college I say is the that, best. College is the best. Truly, <laughs> truly. Um, I say that figuratively and literally because uh, I, all of my degrees are in some form of science. So like experimentation is a basic part of my everyday life, like testing things out, scientific method. Uh, but then, yeah, my uh, my first partner at the time, uh, uh, she was involved in like the Renaissance and steampunk and pagan type scenes. And all of those tends to, they end up overlapping in some form or another with uh the non-vanilla sex scene so that is how we started uh, exploring that sort of thing also uh one of our mutual friends uh also dabbled uh in kink and uh for a while she was on fet life i don't think she's on there now uh, but she, she kind of introduced the concept to us and so we started playing around with uh some different like situations role play certain toys that sort of thing so yeah, it all started uh back in college uh i would say think like 2013 to 2015. okay so i know when i went to college you were talking about experimentation and how it was great when i went to college high school sucked especially if you were a nerdy type of person of course but i got to college and i had the literally the beauty pageant winner the beauty queen of the school asking me to be her chemistry partner because i was smart <laughs> so, did you eat a pussy john i did not damn but i got to sit next to her every fucking day wow so that was a big deal for me because i was a nerdy high school kid that with an big, afro don't that, forget yes so that, that's a big deal for me <laughs> pheromones are often the experience yeah. by themselves yeah yeah I've, you know he had an afro john yeah. i mean i hang out with porn stars and yes. and dominatrices now yes, so john. we moved on but <laughs> I mean, college was fun right it was a lot different than high school it was uh i i grew up uh and i say this not as like an insult to my family or the community i grew up in but i was in a very sheltered community in pretty much all senses of the word uh like sheltered in terms of like most people didn't have like thoughts that varied from a specific pool not only uh that but also in terms of like upbringing and cultural backgrounds you can count on one hand the amount of uh, non-white uh students that were enrolled at the school so it, college was a very like freeing and eye-opening experience in many regards uh all around for sure great 
So what was one of your first BDSM experiences? Well, what I was going to ask him was, when was the first time you ate ass? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I still have not done that. Um, oh, I'm, 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 what the Unfortunately, fuck? it's it's one of my hard limits. I like the, okay, well. the concept itself, but... Uh, Okay, here's there what you do. You take a shower with them. Put in my mouth, like sushi. Uh, you take a shower with them. You clean them up real good, all the spots you want. That's why you take a shower with them, so you know they're clean. And then you go to Chowtown. That's how you do it. <laughs> and not consider the shower part, because for the longest time, I did not live in where there was a shower that would accommodate more than one person comfortably. Hmm. I'll consider that in the future. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm just trying to help you, man. Like, trying to help you. Uh, BDSM scene that was part of. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was we wanted to do rope play, so like a rigging. Uh, I was the uh, rigger, and my partner was the rope bunny. Uh, but we did not have any rope, and if I'm being honest, from my Boy Scout days, I only remember the square knot, and that's about it. Uh, so we got fancy with some scarves. We had the scarf play. Uh, that's always a good thing. And it, it was much gentler, uh, safety-wise, like to the wrists, especially for first-timers at the time. Um, so yeah, it was definitely uh, that sort of scenario, but naturally with uh, my partner also had a bit of a theater background as well. Uh, I I think we ended up doing, it was like uh, pirate, captain, and prisoner. Uh, there, there was no costumes or anything at the time, but we tried. Um, we really tried, but it, it, it's a good sign that when you can like laugh with your partner in certain scenarios, because you just like Absolutely. keep it together. Absolutely. Like, we kept doing the, hey, something about your booty. Uh, and <laughs> we, we just couldn't hold it together. <laughs> Talking like a pirate. <laughs> it, it was much more like like an uh, R or X-rated version of uh, whose line is it anyway, rather than like something more convincing in-depth character work. Because it was it was all improv. We we had like no preparation. We were just like, okay, we're gonna use the scarves. What can we do from there? And so like, d definitely not. Uh, the most in-depth stuff but it was organic like this conversation is uh like a lot of chemistry is ha ha puns um <laughs> uh but it, it definitely helped lay the groundwork and we realized like okay for certain scenarios it is nice to be organic but if you really want to get in depth with uh a certain fetish or certain roles you're trying to play it does help to have a bit of preparation beforehand and nice. like sometimes people think like preparation isn't sexy oh it can be it definitely can be so what is your fetish sean yeah i was gonna say fast forward yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the nitty-gritty <clears throat> Uh, I, I, I'm also bi, so it's like making me choose between. It, it's a difficult uh, thing. No, um, if, if I had to just narrow it down. Hmm. If you're bi, you should have been eating ass a long time ago, Sean. You're disappointing me Touché. now. Touche. <laughs> exactly. You gotta uh, lick that shit clean before. 
I've, I've licked something Let's clean before, but... <laughs> uh, let me think. Um, if if I had to just narrow it down to one, I, I still think that uh, rigging slash uh, rope bunny, I tend to be the rigger. Um, th that's a good go-to just from that initial encounter. Uh, I have learned slowly started to learn relearn some more knots uh but uh it it's definitely going to be a like a very long process because because of the profession that i have i don't always get to partake in bdsm as much as i would like because of the vanilla real world time commitments sure you might make a cute rep bunny though honestly you're talking about always being on the rigor you know it's always fun to be the bunny. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it just it just helps to also uh, have the partner uh, know some sort of knot as well. Uh, we tried that uh, me and my first partner, and like I thought that I didn't know knots, but then she wasn't just tying it tight enough to the point where I was just like, okay, here we go, and <laughs> just just freed myself almost immediately. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can't teach us some things. Exactly. Exactly. We have uh, we have quite a few, you know, really good friends that like to get into uh, rope and what have you. Oh, yeah. And um, our very good friend is a great rigger. And, you know, that's always something. I mean, it's just a skill. You know, it takes years to, to do, especially to learn suspension. You know, right. it's quite the talent. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what else in BDSM do you enjoy? I mean, is there a scene where you're there, where you live? I mean, do you, do you go to events, that kind of thing? Uh, there, there is somewhat of a scene. Uh, it has recently been, well, well, okay, pandemic aside, I was about to use the word plagued. Um, <laughs> it's recently <laughs> been plagued uh, by an alarming number of bad actors. Uh, so it, some people are hesitant to uh, partake in this understandable, uh, just the vetting process uh, for the local scene where I am. Uh, I, I will say the state of New York, but I won't specify beyond that. Um, where I am, it just the local organizations needed a much deeper vetting background check process, basically. Uh, so looking forward to more of that kind of community in, in the near future once uh, certain things have been sorted out. Uh, as far as other things I enjoy, um, it, it, going back into the chemistry aspect because uh, my couple of my degrees were in chemistry. Part of my FET life name is based around an element, Scandium, SC. Um, I, I like experimenting with both the hot and the cold. Not necessarily at the same time, but definitely like hot and cold. So um, whenever I get the chance to partake in ice play or wax play, that's definitely a fun time. Uh, have you yeah, been able to say the answer? Have you been able to use any of that chemistry background in some of your kink? I know that there's products out there that make people tingle and then they do different things. I know you have to be really careful, but having a chemistry background probably know a lot more about that have you been able to incorporate that at all 
chemistry background has definitely helped with um, analyzing the actual products themselves and like what they're claiming to be. So for the ones that offer like some sort of uh, like suddenly uh, you're feeling a heating sensation, uh, obviously that's something exothermic, but then you've got to look at the specific ingredients and compare it to like the material safety data sheets and be like, okay, is this actually fine for like human contact uh, or, or uh, tactile skin contact for an extended period of time? Or is it something where it's like, okay, you can have it on for like a minute or two, but then you should immediately wash it off for the safety of self. Right. Um, so you wouldn't take like a giant chunk of sodium and put it inside a vagina maker squirt. That would be bad. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted, if you wanted there, to there explode, would be, there would definitely be a reaction for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I would not do that. Not not only for the danger, aspect, but uh, also uh, the financial aspects. How could I uh, sneak out a whole chunk of sodium? <laughs> For home experiments, what kind? Eh, you don't need to know. We're going to blow a vagina up tonight. <laughs> no, um, no, but also uh, that's why I don't I don't have a chemistry degree, and this is the reason why because I would blow things up. <laughs> People are always asking me like if I am able to blow stuff up, and I'm like, yes, I am able to, but like I cannot help mitigate the destruction. So that's why I don't try to make things blow up usually. Uh, that being said, uh, so pop rocks, the reason that there is popping, think about uh, like, like obviously they're like hopping on your tongue, you hear like the crackling, the fizzing, uh, that's due to carbonation. That's carbon dioxide like put onto slash in the candy and when the saliva hits it, it's basically released. There's that release of the CO2. Yes, and it's um, kinky as fuck. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that is fun, especially especially when you uh, like take something in your mouth and then you go immediately to uh, nipple play. That can be like a weird like things coming from all directions uh, at the areola. So for sure. I've made out with pop rocks before too, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, um, ice play I've I've done on individuals and I've had done on me like uh, a, a blowjob with the ice cube in the mouth as long as it's being like, like constantly swirled around and not just hold held in one place. That can be a very fun uh, feeling as well. Definitely. So. What is, what's the future hold? What are you what are you looking forward to? What's what's the what's the next step in your BDSM journey? Uh, the next step in my BDSM B, try that again. The next <laughs> step in my BDSM journey is uh, yes, establishing more trust and more partners in the community. Uh, I've been involved in quite a lot of uh, community theater productions, so maybe within that community i can find some people who like to role play in other scenarios uh fun fact uh i won't reveal the production i'm in because that might be a bit too revealing but there is a production in which uh i play someone who 
is spanked repeatedly with a riding crop uh, on stage. And uh, the hilarious part is this is a PG rated show and just we, we gloss over it as an audience and then me, I'm just like, my face is facing away from the audience. Like, they're, some of them aren't going to get it. Some of them will definitely get it. <laughs> They'll probably um, get it really well when you when you get hit just right that one time and get a big grin on your face. <laughs> I, I face my face away specifically for that reason. I'm like, they can't, they can't see. They can't see. They'll know. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully just establishing that sort of thing. Also, uh, learning... Uh, more knots, learning more things uh, regarding rigging and yes, trying out uh, being a rope bunny as well. Uh, and yeah, just uh, hopefully uh, just finding more partners to do stuff with. Uh, I, unfortunately, and hopefully that wasn't the last question, uh, to bring up a sad <laughs> note, I, <laughs> I, uh, I recently had a breakup with my long time most recent partner uh and she was very also involved in the bdfsm scene uh particularly the wax play uh she was a fan of shibari um that sort of thing uh, but also uh so it, it was quite sad in that regard because she was definitely my best uh sexual partner that i ever had but I know that there's a lot more to come on the horizon. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. We have friends in New York, so there's definitely some freaks up there. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about the scene in New York, and normally when I think about the scene in New York, I'm thinking these big clubs with a lot of people. And, you know, we talk about how difficult it is down here in the Bible Belt and the um, just the culture down here, but you're saying that you know, it's difficult. It's got its own challenges up there. It it does. Um, when I say New York, I am not referring specifically to the city, right? Uh, I, I I won't say that the other parts of the states. Uh, I won't call it a Bible Belt scenario, but there are definitely a lot of pockets in which I am confused why there are Confederate flags. Uh, that sort of uh, mindset of a certain purity, vanilla, uh, completely strict monogamy uh, lifestyle that people expect everyone to follow, even though that is not realistic, logistically or culturally. So do you find that you, we have a lot of people here that will travel to go do their kink activities because they don't want people to know who they are? They'll come in from an hour away. We have friends that come in from the other side of the state. Do you find that you have the opportunity sometimes to go to the city and to interact with the scene there? Have you had a chance to do that? Uh, not specifically with New York City, but I have had a chance to travel to other various cities uh, throughout the state of New York, yes, and uh, uh, explore uh, their scenes as well, like... Uh, one big example is Reefs, which is the uh, Rochester Erotic Arts Festival, and I'm forgetting what the S stood for. Um, or it might usually be sex. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. Um, yeah, that that's uh, 
that is a uh, nice little community up there. Uh, I've also been around uh, Ithaca, uh, decent scene there as well. So the, the opportunities are very few and far between given uh, my schedule with work and with my vanilla hobby. Um, but on occasion, I've been able to go and hopefully uh, as life seems to get more and more less restricted in many senses of the word, I'll be able to travel a bit more as well to partake in such things. Now, do you find that when you do get that opportunity, do you feel more free to be yourself? Do you feel more comfortable? Because you don't have to worry about, I'm going to run into somebody that I know, I'm going to be outed. Do you, or do you or do you find that it's more difficult because you don't know anybody? It, it's a little bit of both because you're right. I do feel that like, okay, no one's going to know me out here. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, literally no one knows me out here at all. Right, you and, have no reputation to go find somebody to play with. Exactly. And it, it's not to say that uh, I'm in, introverted. I, I tend to be extroverted, but I also know that in those particular scenarios, if you come in hot or like lay it on too thick, that can be a turn off socially to many people. So it it's definitely sometimes feels like a tightrope uh, walking a tightrope in those scenarios, but I just try to go with it with as cool of a head as I can have. All right. Hmm. That's great. <clears throat> so, got anything else? I'm telling you, we always have questions showing. <laughs> right, I'm trying to give you a chance to talk. That's one of my goals. I'm, I'm enjoying the, the back and forth. I like that. Um, so what do you think has been your kinkiest point in your BDSM lifestyle? Hmm. <laughs> Just the question, There's right? so many. So many, Mia. I mean, again, you're bisexual. So, I mean, you should have some, you know, a good array of things that you've done. <laughs> I, I do have I, I do have a good array of things I have done. Uh, to say that I, I have had... Uh, a very what, what's the good word most of my sexual experiences have been satisfactory uh so i will say though, that doesn't sound many <laughs> many of my partners uh have left me with some horror stories um that's terrible like uh it, speaking of uh going back to the in, initial uh, prospect of ass eating. Uh, <laughs> one, the, the one, the one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I tried to say that like so smoothly, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> so uh, the one and only time so far uh, that I have like gone on to Fet Life and found someone local to me to hook up with. The one and only time I've done that, like specifically with that purpose, not like a community type thing, like group meeting munch or whatever. Um, the one time I have done that, uh, her downstairs hygiene, frontal downstairs hygiene was so bad uh, that anytime I smell 
chicken noodle soup, uh, I immediately think of her snatch. You've ruined it for thousands of people, right? I like taking Sean. a little sip. I hate that. You. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, there's a scene. There is a scene because you would appreciate this because you're you're in productions. You know, you act, right? Oh so wait, don't tell me. Is it going to be a ratatouille type thing? No. Okay. Go not on. ratatouille. No, not not part of Disney or Pixar. Um, but it is part of the the movie Trapped. Where you know our lovely, um, she's the comedian, actress, blonde hair, little on the heavy side, adorable. What's her name? Megan McCarthy. No, I don't know. No, anywho, Wilson? oh, no, no, another blonde, Amy Schumer. Oh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. So she, she's getting ready, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's getting ready to prepare for herself this date where she met this guy at the, the hotel bar. She goes in the bathroom and there's no privacy and people are coming in and out. And she's basically have her leg hopped up on the sink, washing out her vagina. And she's like, yeah, I got to clean this thing. It smells like chicken soup. <laughs> and, the, and the guy is sitting at the bar and sees her reflection in the fucking mirror. Like, Watch the movie. <laughs> oh my god! Since okay. oh my god, you it's know what? Payback is a bitch. Yes, it is indeed. So since he's ruining pussy eating for me by calling it chicken soup, yes, I'm just gonna go ahead and ruin ass eating for you right now because that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> it, it, so there was another horrid. I, I, this one wasn't a hookup. This was a friends with benefits situation. Uh -huh. um, but like, it, it took me, was, I was eating her out and I was like, why does it taste like beef stew? Uh, and it was only at that point that I realized <laughs> that uh, she had farted and it was not just a fart. There was a little bit of... Uh, she sharted on you. Uh, well, onto the onto her thigh <laughs> slash the bed slash her own cooch. Yes, um, yeah. Wow, so that, that beats my toilet, toilet paper stall. I understand what you mean, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> ladies. I thought toilet paper on your cooch was bad. You picking toilet paper on your teeth, but and you've re ruined beef stew for us now. Thank you, too. One of yeah. my favorite dishes. You said beef stew, and all I could think is meat curtains, some roast beef hanging down. Uh, no, I wasn't thinking that at all. <laughs> Now I, was I also was not thinking of that. I was not. Um, but now to the positive, the 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 peak. Of, please, uh, please, we have tell ruined us oral sex for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no, no. Okay, here's, now, this here's the positive uplifting food. part. Here's no food right here. Part. I still think that uh, oral is my specialty and what I enjoy doing the most. If we're talking about just general uh sexual practices uh despite those two dishes that i named before okay uh, i i persevered and there, there is still uh good fruit to be eaten uh, you just need to find one that tastes like a strawberry cheesecake <laughs> those I, are the good ones i think more like a like a kiwi or a pineapple but sure yes I've got pineapple right here, Sean. Hey. <laughs> I've got pineapple right here. 
Very good. We are prepared. <laughs> but no, I, I would say uh, the uh, the peak of uh, BDSM was uh, when it was actually uh, right near the beginning of the pandemic when uh, all the states were shutting down. We were cooped up, nothing to do uh, for the most part, but just go at it like bunny rabbits. And uh, that was when uh, a lot of the different uh, fetishes were coming out. So like the uh, purposeful ripping of clothes during sex, the ice play, the wax play, uh, various role plays like boss, me as the dumb, and intern uh, as the sub. Um, and what else, what else? I know, I know I'm missing something crucial. Oh, uh, purposeful uh, food play as well. So bring out the whipped cream and the cherries, uh, that sort of thing. A lot of food references in this episode. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of here, Sean. We, we need to work on that. Okay, so we figured out his, his, his fetish. We figured the the it beef out. of his story. He likes splashing. That's what I like. <laughs> I mean, Ratatouille, there's a hair pulling thing. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so, you like, basically, a lot of just cabin fever uh, resulted say, in a lot of experimentation. Did you say cabbage fever now? <laughs> cabin, cabin <laughs> fever. I No cabbage was involved, to my knowledge. We... <laughs> We did not. <laughs> when I think of cabbage, I, I think of like like oh yeah, like the stewed cabbage, like grandma's recipe type thing. Oh, that yeah. does not get involved. <laughs> no judgment on those who include cabbage in their exploits, but no cabbage was involved. Okay, good to no, know. No cabbage was harmed in the production of this set. I think that is a great ending. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Sean, it sounds like we need to have someone come up there and properly fuck you. So we're going to find some friends for you in your area. Please be sure to text me or email me uh, your city where you're located. Okay? Will do. Will do. <laughs> we're going to turn them out. We're going to turn your motherfucker out. <laughs> I, I am living alone for the first time ever now, so. You got yeah. plenty of privacy. Exactly. Do you're you you're a cute looking guy too. We're gonna find okay. you somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Love the facial hair too. So hey, that's always a good move. Right. Facial hair always says something about a man. They always like to eat pussy. Just saying. So sure. yeah. I will say I didn't grow out the facial hair until I started acting in Shakespeare productions. Right on. I, I was convinced I didn't think I could grow any sort of facial hair. I grew out what was essentially like a very douchebaggy chin strap look for the first one and then <laughs> after shaving it off like a couple what are you trying to say, say you, and, you and John have the same facial hair no no I don't I wouldn't call this a douchebaggy chin strap now oh, I'm good, just saying like good, good. at the time it was like very like wow you were in a frat house or on a football team like type um, okay. But the, after shaving it off like a couple times, letting it grow back in naturally for other theater roles, it finally evolved into apparently the uh, pussy eating green flag that it is today. Yeah. 
it's fun you stuff. Know. Oh my god. <laughs> so yes. you've got some good quotes and some bad quotes that you can pull for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to give you a quote right now. <laughs> Until next time, make all your beef stew ass eating fantasies become realities. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> 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 <laughs>